You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. They started out fine. We we're talking about the temperature and the, the weather, people. Good lord! We got a little fired during the breaks. We get a little fired up. Sometimes it happens, and we got to remember that you know it'll all end eventually. This, and then we'll all have nice. You talking about life, like the world? Yeah. No, we'll just it'll all eventually. End. This run will there end. Is no god. The Blues will either win or lose the cup, and then we'll talk Cardinals baseball for oh. for months, and then that'll segue nicely into Missou football, and then and then no NFL in St. Louis. Let's make oh. the Stanley Cup a best of 11. Let's just keep it going. MLS, big Wait, announcement. I believe now there are degrees of wet. Thank you, Brian Hoffman. And the, the world will come to an end because of Martin's water bottles, by the <laughs> that way. That is true. Yes, you will be to blame when the Atlantic Ocean is pushing into Tennessee. I got to tell you. It will be your fault. I picked up my bag this morning, and I'm like, God dang, this thing weighs like 50 pounds. I pulled out like four water bottles. You can never have enough water, though, Chuck. That's always, true, though. Always be prepared. It is the Midday Grind, Martin, Chuck, Hoff, Rocchio here on this beautiful Monday, and I think the Chief said it best. Listen, if you told me four months ago we were going to be in the finals of Game 7, I think I'd take it. <laughs> we've been a good road team. Uh, we've won twice up there in this series, so we're, we're a confident group. And some people had a problem with that. What else are you going to say? Let's bring into the conversation from Fox Sports Midwest and our own Hockey Sense every Friday at 4 o'clock. Andy Strickland is with us, 62 Blue. Strix, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, guys. You know, I left a little chuckle there, if you noticed, uh, from Chief, you know, so he's got some confidence. And, hey, listen, what else are you going to tell your team when you're forced to, you know, play Game 7? This is the Stanley Cup Final. Shouldn't take much motivation to get these guys um, – you know, pumped up for Game 7, but also to turn the page knowing they didn't play their best game with a big opportunity on their hands on home ice in Game 6. So uh, Game 7 all of a sudden becomes the biggest game of the year. How about from a hockey standpoint, what did they do wrong? What didn't they do enough of? Uh, manage the puck. Um, obviously, the power play is going to be something that's talked about. Listen, I thought they had a pretty good start to their game. You know, they took away a lot of the time and space of Boston early in the game. Boston didn't have a whole lot going. They hemmed him in first couple of shifts of the game. Um, but I really felt like scoring the first goal was going to be important for the Blues. I know some people may disagree with that and say, well, it's always important. But, you know, especially in a game like that yesterday where there's so much anxiety inside the building, a lot of intensity, a lot of excitement, I just think to allow the fans to maybe settle in, but even more importantly, allow the players to kind of settle in because the nerves are certainly high considering – what was at stake, um, but too many turnovers. I mean, led to the goals against. I mean, all you have to do is go back and watch the replays of how Boston scored their goals. All of them were absolutely preventable, maybe minus um, the five-on-three goal, although that could have been preventable as well when you look at the Braden Shen penalty. Probably a penalty you don't want to take in that situation. Maybe Steen had an opportunity to clear. Petrangelo had an opportunity to clear before that. But a lot of those turnovers obviously came back to cost them when you're talking about a team that's as dangerous as the Boston Bruins. Strick with Barbashev out, it was it was close to a necessity to have to go with someone like Robert Thomas. He only played nine minutes. He was a minus two, clearly not at 100%. What did you think of his game last night? Will we see him again? Can we expect an improvement with a few more days off, you think? 
you know, I would think we'll see him again. Um, you know, that's going to be a decision, obviously, for, you know, Craig Ruby in terms of which direction he wants to go in. Obviously, Barbashev comes back in. So, uh, to me, it comes down to two players. It's either Robert Thomas or Sammy Blay. Um, you know, if they want to keep Sanford in, I assume they would. I mean, he had points in three straight. They did move him down the lineup a little bit late in the game yesterday. They actually moved Blay up, back up to play with, um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, but I'd like to see Stanford, uh, Stanford stay in for sure. And I'd like to see Robert Thomas stay in. Listen, um, he wouldn't be playing if he couldn't go. And I do think maybe he can give you more. I'd like to see him get an opportunity on the power play. They'd like to have a right shot on that first unit. Obviously, uh, you know, Tyler Bozak is a guy who uh, is occupying that spot right now. He can win your face-offs. He gives you another face-off threat. Um, in the event, a guy like O'Reilly gets tossed out of the circle. Sometimes, you know, they, they differentiate who takes a face-off depending on where the draw is, right side versus left side. Um, but just in terms of being able to hang on to the puck and, and being a little bit more of a threat from a playmaking standpoint, I wouldn't mind to see Robert Thomas out there on the power play. Um, and, and if that's the case, then you're going to see him get more minutes and have more ice time. Listen, the power play certainly let the team down. I know that Craig Berube talked about the team having 12 shots on goal. They did have some shots, but obviously you've got to find a way to bury one. And, you know, if Pareko's going to be on that first unit and he's going to be up, uh, up top, he's got to have that shot mentality. I thought they passed up too many looks deferring to Tarasenko a little bit too much, shooting from the elbow. And for a goaltender to make that save from that area on the ice, I think it's a little bit easier to control the rebounds. I think when the shot is coming from up top, from the center of the ice, from the middle of the ice, I think the rebounds tend to pop out in front, and it gives you more opportunities for second and third chances off of rebounds. But again, if Pareko's going to be out there, he's got to have that shot-first mentality. Otherwise, I wouldn't mind to see a guy like Dunn who brings a little more deception who can move a little bit more and certainly has maybe a little bit more playmaking ability, they're going to have to make some tweaks there. I mean, they're one for 18 on the power play here in the Stanley Cup final. And on the flip side, you look at how much, um, you know, energy that the power play creates for Boston and how dangerous they are and what a difference it makes for their team. I think they were 0 for 5 on the power play in the two previous games. They came up with a big one yesterday. They obviously had the four power play goals in a game earlier in the series. They're a dangerous hockey club. You got to stay out of the box, number one, but also you got to get that power play going in the right direction. It's kind of weird because it was one zip after two periods, so it's a tight game. It's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. You get something early in the third. All of a sudden, who knows what happens? But it ends up being a blowout. It ends up being ugly, and it feels even worse when you look up and see the five-one. That said, I want you to go kind of the Mike Yo route, where he would say who played well. I, I don't know that there's a long list last night in what could have been a clinching game of players that you would say, yeah, he really had a good game or I felt really good about how he played. I don't, I don't know if too many names come to mind. What about for you? No, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I mean, that's typically a game where, um, I mean, you just need your biggest players to step up. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. You know, I mean, you can't have, you know, Petrangelo turning pucks over. You need a guy like Tarasenko to be dangerous. Um, you know, O'Reilly, you know, he was fine for me. I thought Jaden Schwartz had a good start to the game. You know, he looked like he was playing with some energy, had some pace to his game, um, was handling the puck a little bit better than maybe he had earlier in the series. Um, and certainly, you know, you go back to how he performed in the first couple rounds. They need that Jaden Schwartz to be there for them right now. Um, but you're right. When you lose a game like that, you're not going to have too many players stand, uh, you know, stand out. Maybe they looked a little bit nervous. You know, I mean, just the turnovers would certainly point towards that. Um, you know, had some, you know, 
unforced icings that were unnecessary where they could have made a tape-to-tape pass and just weren't connecting. So for whatever reason, they didn't have their game, you know. Um, and it just goes to show you, and, and I've said this earlier in the series, that hockey to me is about role players. I know you need your best players, and you can't win a championship without having great players. But when you don't have a Sunquist in the lineup and you don't have a Barbashev in the lineup, I mean, it just shows the difference of where this hockey team is at. Everyone talks about the physicality. It's, it's been the main thing talked about in reference to the Blues here in this series. And the face of the physicality and getting in on the grind uh, is the Sunquist, is the Barbashev. So, I mean, they have speed. Those two guys, you know, drive the bus. They're the engine that carries that fourth line along with Steen, and they've eaten up more and more ice time throughout the series, and obviously it played an integral role in terms of the Blues winning three games in the series right now. But when you take one of those two guys out of the lineup, it just creates a hole, and we saw that hole in last night's game, and it's going to be a big lift to get him back in there. Strix, you mentioned Jaden Schwartz. I'm just wondering, he obviously was so good through the first three rounds. He has the hat trick in Game 5 versus San Jose, and since then, no goals, two assists. Do you think it's is it teams focusing on him? Is is he not getting to the right places? What do you think is going on with Schwartz? I just think he's not getting the puck luck that he was getting earlier in the uh, in the playoffs. I mean, you go back to Game Five against Winnipeg, he gets the deflection in front. I mean, the puck was finding him. He was getting some deflections. He just had the hot stick, and we see that in hockey. And sometimes that's just the way it goes. I mean, sometimes you're carrying the hot stick, and sometimes you go a little bit cold, but. Again, how was he scoring his goals earlier in the playoffs? He was going to the front of the net. He was getting rebounds. He was getting deflections. And, you know, he's going to have to get back to that uh, style of the game and, and, you know, getting back to the front of the net and, you know, creating his own opportunities for himself. Because obviously, you know, being a little bit too more too much perimeter-oriented, which I think the entire team was in yesterday's game, didn't get on the inside, um, you know, obviously it was a big difference for this hockey team. We know how they have to play when they're a successful team. And the Blues got away from that last night. And they may have gotten away from that in Game 5 as well. You know, Jordan Bennington stood on his head. He stole the game in Game 5. And he's probably going to have to do that once again in Game 7. I mean, Tuka Rask is the obvious and the hands-down Conn Smythe winner for Boston if they win the series. I had one person tell me this morning he should be the Conn Smythe winner regardless of who wins the series. I mean, you don't see that happen too often. That's not a losing team. But he certainly was the best player on the ice once again last night. Jordan Bennington was good. He wasn't great. He's going to have to be great in Game 7. You brought up something with Sundquist and then Barbashev. If you think about it, when they're both in the lineup, the Blues are 3-1 and one in this series, which sounds – maybe it's just digging mm-hmm. too hard for a stat, but you had Sundquist suspended, they lose that game. You had Barbashev suspended, they lose that game. It's your fourth line. I agree with you, role players matter, but it is sort of weird to look at it that way. When that line is intact, Sundquist, Barbashev, Steen – they're three and one, so you would obviously bring those guys back. You touched on it with Charlie. I think it is Robert Thomas versus Blade. That's the decision. They didn't use Thomas much. Obviously, he's limited, but you think you'd play him just because of the upside, even if it's not 100%. The upside is still greater than maybe what Blade can do offensively. Listen, you need guys who can make plays with the puck on their stick. I mean, that was the biggest difference when you were going Sanford you know, versus Robbie Fabry, you know, Blay versus Fabry. I mean, Fabry is a guy right now who's not as confident offensively. Um, he does use his speed, his legs to get in there on the forecheck, and he can create some havoc by being physical. But in terms of having an impact on the game, you need guys who can make plays. That's what, you know, a guy like Zach Sanford can do. In the case of Robert Thomas, we all know when healthy 
And that's the biggest key. What is he capable of doing? You know, how capable is he right now? If he's not going to be, let's just throw out the window about it being 100%. If he's not capable of handling the puck and, you know, winning battles along the wall. You know, he's a guy, you know, you look at that line with Maroon and Bozak and how effective they were down the stretch. I mean, they were the most effective line for the Blues down the stretch in the regular season, hands down. And they carried that over into the playoffs. Robert Thomas was the best player on the ice in Game 7 against Dallas. He led the Blues in scoring in the whole entire month of March. He led all rookies across the board in the NHL in scoring in the month of March. But he's always the first guy in on the forecheck, you know, and, and then, you know, he you know makes some body contact, and then it's Maroon and Bozak and those guys who come in. And then they go to work once they're able to get separation and get the puck and get possession of the puck. But he's always the first guy in. If he's not capable of being that guy, then you're going to have to make a tough decision. But I, I really believe he is. You know, talking to people who are close to Robert Thomas, who have firsthand knowledge of how significant the injury is, and it is significant, they believe that he's fully capable of doing more if given the opportunity. So I'm going to believe those people. And, you know, in a Game 7 situation, you want your best lineup, you want your strongest lineup. Um, you know, he's a guy who can make a difference, again, with the puck on a stick, who can make plays. He's been in big games before. I think he's won something like five championships over the course of the last five years. All this kid does is win. So he's got that winning touch. Um, he can play through pain. You know, last season in the Memorial Cup, which is nationally televised throughout Canada. It's a huge, huge tournament, the biggest junior hockey tournament in the world. And I know it's junior hockey versus the NHL, uh, but he played with a significant high ankle sprain. I mean, he couldn't even skate once the tournament was over, get his foot into a boot. It was so bad, and he was able to play through that. So we all know he can play through pain. And if Robert Thomas can give you one more game, I think he's a no-brainer. He's got to be in the lineup. Um, and then Sammy Blay is probably the odd man out. I know Sammy Blay's been physical. He gets in there and he makes contact and whatever. But, again, he's a guy who can impact the game right now with the puck on his stick. And, obviously, Barbashev probably gives you the edge there. And you guys were talking about Sunquest and Barbashev in terms of the 3-1 and record with them in the lineup. Listen, those two guys combined had 28 goals in the regular season. Sunquist was your second-line center down the stretch when this team went on their run. You know, Barbashev centered Tarasenko a couple years ago in the playoffs. He's a second-round pick. This guy uses his speed, and obviously he's found an identity to his game that's impacted the team. But, again, he can be a difference maker. He scored some goals here in the playoffs. He makes plays. They don't just run around hitting guys. They get con- you know, they get possession of the puck, and they can make some plays. And, again, the key is who can make a difference and impact the game. Those guys can do it. You'll probably see them have a big, big role and play big minutes once again in Game 7 on Wednesday. 622-BLUE, Andy Strickland with us. It's been a great playoff run. One more to go. One more game for your St. Louis Blues. Strix, enjoy it, okay? Try and enjoy it. You going to watch with the family? We're on to Game 7. We're on to Game 7. We're moving on. Are you going to watch with the family? Are you going to watch by yourself? No, I'll be in Boston. I'll be in Boston. I'll be in Boston. Wow. We will see you there. You will see you there, and looking forward to it. Let's hope we're celebrating. Is it a, is this Goldfinger? Inquiring minds do want to know: Is it Goldfinger related? Well, we're not we're not going to um, announce that quite yet. <laughs> we're not ready to yeah. announce okay. that. Okay, okay, fair enough. No comment but, is a comment. Yeah, it doesn't we'll, it doesn't we'll, matter. We'll You're going to be there, buddy. That's all that matters. We will have we will have full pregame and postgame coverage on Fox Sports Midwest as well. Once again, and hopefully, it's a celebratory one. As we uh, Charlie said earlier, hey, buddy. We're still here, okay? 
That's the message. <laughs> Still here. Andy Strickland with us. You'll see his reports from Boston on Fox Sports Midwest. We'll see you there. Thanks, guys. All right. You know, what we need? you know what we need, Chuck? We need to get in the car and go to Fast Eddie's. Doors open at 1 o'clock. The grill will be fired up. Coldest beer anywhere. What do you say we just blow off the 5, the 6, the 9, the 7, the 10, the I'm 11? In. Let's just get, you know what? Just tell Don't the boss. Don't even go to Boston. Let's go to Fast yes. Eddie's on Wednesday. I kind of like that idea. Just to reverse the curse. Green screen. You can have the yes. roof behind us. Yes. Green screen. I'm going to tell my boss, listen, this is sort of a sort of a novel concept, but how about just to be unique? We like doing unique things in TV, right? How about I don't even go, but I sit at Fast Eddie's for 48 hours straight, refusing to leave until they bring home the cup. Huh? I like that. You go, but I stay back here. What if I did the Fast Eddie's thing no, no, and no. you went? I stay. Okay. I go to Fast Eddie's. Doors open at 1 o'clock. They're open seven days a week. It really is a, a landmark spot in Alton, Illinois. You know all about it. Take the Clark Bridge, turn right, 4th and Broadway, Outdoors today would be beautiful. Huge patio area. There's live music going every single day of the week. Get yourself a half-pound Fat Eddie burger, homemade bratwurst, peel and eat shrimp. Just sit there. 48 hours, I'm going to have a chance to do the full strawberry. I'm going to go through the whole menu. Stop on by if you haven't been in a while. Get back to Fast Eddie's. If you need to get your mind straight, you're a blues fan, you're kind of fried, just kind of chill out for a little bit. Sit outside, listen to some music. Enjoy the great food. Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. You know what always pairs well with Fast Eddie's? Great lawn care. I've always oh, yeah. said that. No, I was just about to say yeah. that myself, actually, <laughs> but you beat me to it. STL Lawn Care. <laughs> Check him out on the web, stllawncare.com. Call my guy, Tim Jankerson, at 314-974-5911, or email him, his email address, tim at stllawncare.com. This is the second year STL Lawn Care has worked on my YAD. Two years ago, we had all the weeds, the patches, the brown spots, plus the grass just wasn't very green and healthy. Now it looks fantastic. That rich green color, it's plush. All the dirt patches are gone. The grass is growing. It looks great. I also get my mulch every year from STL Lawn Care to freshen up the flower beds. I got the black tie mulch about three weeks ago. That looks good, too. They do everything, mowing, landscaping. Leaf removal, mosquito and bug control, plus retaining walls. It's STL Lawn Care on the web, stllawncare.com, 314-974-5911. Email Tim Jankerson, tim at stllawncare.com. All right, a slight dilemma with one of our loyal listeners, Big oh, Al. No. Okay, so you know Big Al gave me the jersey, remember? Yeah. A couple of Fridays ago at a Schnucks. Gave loaned me the, it to you. Loaned me. I thought it was a gift, very confusing. And then yesterday said, where's the jersey? I said, got it packed. And I did. Brought it down. It was in the old Marquette backpack. I was going to wear it during the post game. Water bottles, probably some food. Yep. Had it in there ready to go. And I said to myself, well, didn't work. I'll bring it to Boston. Now Big Al said, need it back for game seven. I don't know. I think I, it's in my possession. I was going to pack it to you take gotta, to Boston, to take the Fast Eddies. meet Big Al now. So, <sighs> Big Al, you? we need to talk. We need I to have talk. to say... Speaking of Big Al, I was driving home last night from the game, and sometimes I'll listen to other stations and whatnot, and Big Al will call other stations. What? And I heard him calling in, and he basically said after last night's loss, he said, toe tag me. What? Toe tag me. Means he's dead? Yes, after that loss. Well, he's going to be, he'll bounce back long enough to realize that Maroon jersey might just have to go to Boston, okay? Still got a chance, baby. We're still here. Buddy. Seven. It's a coin flip. You still have a chance to win the cup. Uh, down the road, in a couple of weeks, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be at the Sheldon. You had Will DeWitt in the house last week. 
and he's a really neat kid, high school kid, who wanted to put together a talent show for St. Louis, second year doing this, and St. Louis Sound. We've got America's Got Talent. How about St. Louis has got talent? Great event at the Sheldon Theater on Wednesday, June 26th. Two weeks from Wednesday. Come on down. You can be a part of it. See the different performers, all different genres of music. We have rap. We have R&B. We've got folk and rock. And really, it was a great event last year. A lot of fun. Be in the house raising money for charity. It's the Sheldon.org. Go there. Get your tickets to see the St. Louis Sound competition coming up on Wednesday June 26th. And, Chuck, you know what goes well with lawn care and fast eddies? Hold on a second. Offenburg. Yes. Yes. Offenburg Hyundai. Hyundai. Nothing goes better. No, this all works. This all ties together. If you've got issues with the IRS, you call Milty. If you've got issues with your vehicle, you call Offy. Okay? Matt Offenburg, O'Fallon, Illinois. We're stretching it out today, aren't we, guys? Greenmount Road is your exit off Highway 64. They're on the web at OffenbergHyundai.com. Great-looking vehicles, great value. That's what Hyundai brings. And the great service, well, that's what Offenberg has been about for many, many years. 30th anniversary of bringing the Hyundai brand to this area, the original Hyundai dealer. OffenbergHyundai.com is where you find them on the web. Always a great selection of pre-owned vehicles on the lot. Stop by and see them. Go for a test drive. Blues fans, you're a little stressed out. Just go buy a new car. That'll help. Offenberg Hyundai in O'Fallon, Illinois. Charles, I'll see you in Boston. Uh, yeah. Right. And on air tonight, Fox 2. Yes. Five and six. Exclusive you... reports. Real quick, should the Post-Dispatch <laughs> run an ad Wednesday morning congratulating the Boston Bruins on the Cup? Reverse jinx. Reverse, Reverse jinx. Curse. Congratulations, Boston, yes. on your – oh, that's an interesting thought. Congratulations, Boston. Thank you for happy, support. Happy thank you, for, thank you for support. Cool stats, and what does Raboff mean? You got all your cool stats. And our uh, our VRBO in Boston, I believe – Hold on a second, because can we talk about this? I know we have to get to the end of the show here, but are we uh, – We're up against are, it. Are we sharing bedrooms here or I what? So. No, no, it's – Four bedrooms. Okay. Did you I notice? Sure. No. I was trying to check it. I think Frank's got an issue where he and Cam and Stasiak have one bathroom. <laughs> that <laughs> I need to... a live a live stream of yes. them arguing about the bathroom. How many people would tap into that live stream? Cam's like, hey, let's go. Stasiak, I had a big breakfast. Like, let's go. <laughs> no, if you look closely at ours, it's four bedrooms, two baths. I love how Tom Stasiak has mentioned so much on all of these shows. <laughs> And we all know and love him, but the audience probably is like, He's a who is this guy? legendary photographer in his own mind at News wow. Channel 5. Great guy. Uh, but what I was going to say, the VRBO is located right near Charlestown for you. Ooh-wee. You'll be right at home, Charles. I'm excited, actually. Now. In Charlestown. And oh, this just in Big Al has said, take it with you. Oh. The jersey is making the trip. There you go. I don't know who's in or out of the lineup, but the jersey's making the trip. The hard line is coming up next right here on 590 The Fan.